One year ago, I launched the Foodpreneur podcast because I saw the need from packaged food and drink brand owners for deeply experienced tactical help to scale your business. I coach and consult foodpreneurs day in, day out, helping them land more accounts, get more product into more consumers' hands, and put more money in their pockets for every food and drink product they sell. So I knew this was a widespread issue. I could see after pivoting from the big end of town and being the head coach of Foodpreneurs Formula for more than five years at the time, that there was a money problem amongst artisanal brand owners and good food founders. There were lots of great tasting products, but most didn't make any money. They were effectively expensive hobbies being funded by hopeful brand owners. I knew that foodpreneurs with a growth mindset wanted more. They wanted to know how to scale, how to live life on their terms, and how to have the kind of impact with their product they hoped they'd have when they launched in the first place. And I wanted to give them that. I launched the podcast in February 2022 and have delivered weekly episodes ever since. Today, we're celebrating its first anniversary. In the time since launch, we've hit almost 10,000 downloads and received 30 five-star reviews from across the globe. I want to thank all the listeners who helped us achieve this. To celebrate, for the entire month of February, we'll be replaying refreshed versions of your favourite four episodes. These episodes, interestingly, are those that deal with the key challenges I know foodpreneurs have. Understanding the mind of the buyer, working with distributors, and paying yourself a great wage. For each refreshed episode, I'll give an update on what's current in the market, so you know what you need to do for your business today. You'll hear insider know-how from specialty retail buyers on what they want you to say and do when pitching to them. You'll hear a conversation I had with a distributor about the margins they expect to make by selling your product and how to account for those in your pricing. And today, you'll hear directly from me on the five main reasons why foodpreneurs do not make money and how to change that. And it's a big problem. More than 73% of foodpreneurs don't pay themselves a wage. The global market right now is squeezing every last cent from your pricing. And in the US alone last year, more than 20,000 new products launched, and they're in addition to what's already on shelf. So getting cut through with a brand requires considerable ingenuity and commitment. I'm here to help you gain that, to give you hope, and help you know what you need to do. Today, we kick off with the money episode with me, and it's a hard-hitting one. Prepare by getting your paper and pen ready. And in the episode, I mentioned my three steps to double your revenue masterclass. That free masterclass is no longer available, but there are links to other resources in the show notes. And you should always check our femalesinfood.com website and every podcast episode show notes for links to the latest resources as they're being updated all the time, depending on what I see the market needs in the moment. For the next four weeks, listen up for your favourite episodes re-engineered. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for your loyalty. I hope with these four episodes, you'll go deeper with the content and take your business awareness to the next level. And if you're a new listener, welcome. I'm thrilled that you're here. These first four anniversary episodes are brought to you by The Foodpreneur Journey, my roadmap to help you scale. 
Find the link to download your copy in the show notes. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, former industry sales director, award-winning food and drink business expert, head coach of the acclaimed coaching program for women, Foodpreneurs Formula, and your host for this, the Foodpreneur Podcast. If you're a packaged food and drink brand owner, tune in with me each week and walk away knowing how to land more accounts, how to get your product into more consumers' hands, and how to price correctly for wholesale with or without distributors. In each episode, I'm going to tap into my three decades of experience leading sales, marketing, and money teams for big and small food and drink brands to give you coaching tips that will help you take your business to new heights without the overwhelm. I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to share with you industry tools and insider knowledge that are next to impossible for small businesses to access. And I'll dive into my little black book to bring you interviews with hard to reach industry specialists, experienced foodpreneurs and wholesale buyers who will help you solve those pesky industry specific problems like distribution that I know you've been losing way too much sleep over. So roll up your sleeves foodpreneurs because you're about to enter a no fluff zone. I'm bringing my A game so you can reach yours no matter where you are, whether it's in your kitchen, coordinating your deliveries, or on your way to a buyer meeting, listen up, because we're about to set the path for you to secure your next best stockist, increase your sales, and live life on your terms. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Last week, I spoke to a foodpreneur who makes sauerkraut and wants to make a business from it. Let's call her Amy, not her real name, but I'd like to tell you her story and maintain her anonymity. Currently, Amy sells to friends and family and a health food store. Right now, Amy doesn't want to sell into more retailers, she told me, because she doesn't know if she's charging the right amount so that both her and the retailer would make money and so Amy doesn't try. Instead, she continues to have a small footprint and procrastinate. They're her words, not mine. Amy also told me she has never run a business before and wants some help on how to grow and scale her sauerkraut products so they become a business that is self-supporting, pays her a great wage, and maintains its roots as a gut health solution. Amy is not alone being frightened to sell. For Amy, it's the pricing. For others, it's the selling. I get it. It's tough creating a business from a food and drink product, especially one that is profitable. There's a lot to consider and many actions to take. So how do you go about creating a business from a food and drink product that puts more money in your pocket? What should you charge? Should you build velocity or value? Is creating a brand important? And if so, what does that actually mean? What if you don't know your numbers? What numbers should you start to familiarize yourself with so you are confident that you're doing the right things? And what about approaching buyers in either the retail or food service channel? 
These and other questions I'll answer for you today in this first episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. So get ready, take lots of notes, and follow the formulas I'm giving you. And a footnote straight up. If you're a foodpreneur who makes more than $10,000 per month, you should know most of these things and have systems in place to continuously improve them. If you don't, then you'll learn something new today because I'm a food and drink business systems expert. For everyone else who has not yet hit the 10K mark every month, I've got you. Start your growth journey today by listening up until the end and taking lots of notes. I'll step you through the five key reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money that I see universally across the small batch fraternity so you can avoid them and confidently move from foodie to foodpreneur. I've coached hundreds of food and drink brand owners and I know what works and what doesn't. So let's begin with the one big thing that is causing more than 73% of you not to be able to pay yourselves a great wage and that's your margins. To make money with your food and drink product, you need a margin management system in place. Only then will you be able to put more money in your pocket. If Amy, my sauerkraut maker, had multiple products, say a sauerkraut and a kvass, she'd need to know the sales margin she makes on both products once she sells them to her health food store. If one wasn't making her any money to put in her pocket, that's her margin then she'd need to rethink what to do about that. The formula for you, if you're in this position, is to look at your products like a traffic light system, one where you decide your target margins. I developed this 16 years ago when I was head of sales and managed three business units at Kellogg, and it has been in my toolkit ever since. Start by nominating your target margin. Then label the products that hit that target margin green on your product or income sheets. And any that don't make the target, label them either amber or red. The color will depend on how you set up your margin brackets. I know I've gone in big and fast here, possibly hitting you in between the eyes. I admit it is an advanced foodpreneur formula, so I'm going to step you through this in a little more detail. The first step is to prioritize your products so you know which ones are your cash cows and which ones are your loss leaders. Once you've done this, you'll be in a great place to make decisions about what to prioritize in your business or in your product portfolio. What I mean by that is helping you know what you should focus on when there are so many things to focus on. I want you to prioritize the ones that make you more money, your cash cows. Say your target margin after you've considered the margin of all the hands that touch your product to get it into your consumer's hands is 20%. Then label those products green on your product sheet or your profit and loss statement or your sales sheet. The green is just for you. So you know they're the ones you want to sell the most of. So you need to focus on them more than the other products. Any others that don't make that grade the amber or red ones, you can either delete or improve their margin. And there's plenty of ways to improve their margins. The reason I want you to focus on your margin is because it's not profitable to just focus on selling a product if it doesn't fall in the green zone. Selling more doesn't always mean making more money. 
I want you to know how to do both. If you sell lots of amber and red products, you risk getting into debt just to sell more product. That, unless you have some strategic intent to create lost leaders rather than cash cows, just does not make sense. This leads me to point number two, price backwards from the start. If you don't start by pricing to include all intermediaries' margins, even the ones you may not use yet, such as a distributor, wholesaler or retailer, you will find it hard to include their margin later when you need one. This is something I coach on a lot and I'll share some of my resources on how to do this in the show notes to help you set or review your prices. And just to be clear, your margins need to be understood for both your wholesale price and your direct-to-consumer price. Wholesale price is, of course, when you're selling to another business who sells your product. A typical foodpreneur sells to a distributor who sells to a wholesaler or direct-to-a-retailer scenario. All the hands that touch your product need to be paid, and that's why it's best to price backwards from the start. For Amy, she's nervous about approaching more retailers because she doesn't know her numbers and worries her wholesale pricing is wrong. If that's you too, then you now know that you must have a positive target margin and account for all intermediaries. Now there's a nuance here between retail and food service sales. Scaling a packaged product is very exciting, but never not challenging. Each stage of a foodpreneur's journey highlights a unique set of obstacles to deal with and overcome. I've coached hundreds of brand owners and I get to see behind the scenes of food and drink businesses every day. And in the middle of those challenges lies opportunity. If you're unsure of what to do next or facing challenges right now, my advice to you is be savvy, determine your strategy, Research your customers, know your numbers, and set up systems. As you grow and either sell more and make more money, or don't grow and in fact your sales stagnate, use my roadmap, The Foodpreneur Journey, as your expert guide so you become informed about what the necessary steps you should be taking are. I designed this roadmap to help you know which direction to take so you feel less alone, more confident in your decisions, and reduce any burnout, because I know that's what many foodpreneurs experience when they don't know what's around the corner or what to say and do when approaching buyers, distributors, and pricing their products. Click the link in the show notes to grab your copy or visit femalesinfood.com. And just so you're aware, the Foodpreneur Journey Roadmap will only be available for a limited time. So find the link to download your copy today. Okay, so before the break, I mentioned that there's a nuanced difference between the retail and food service sales channel when it comes to your pricing and, frankly, your costs. And that's my third point. I want you to succeed in either channel, and so I'm going to break down the biggest ticket success items you need to know for success in either channel. Firstly, if sales success in the retail channel is your goal, then you must build a brand. Most foodpreneurs vastly underestimate what that means. 
Most do not account for brand building costs, nor what it really means to build a brand. It is not just a pretty label or a fantastic social media feed. They are the results of a great brand strategy, but they're not your brand strategy. The bottom line is retail is a branding game. You've got to build a brand that stands out for all the right reasons. Food service, on the other hand, is a cost per serve game. What I mean by that is most of the time you're not investing in branding and consumer packaging as much as you are communicating the value your product provides. Food service buyers care about what it costs to serve your product. I could and will, as we journey together on this Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast, illustrate how to have an award-winning sales strategy for both the retail and the food service channels. But for this episode, I want to make one thing clear. If you're going to make it in the retail channel, you've got to have a brand that hits the right notes for the right people. Stop comparing yourself to others and find out what what market wants to buy your product, then expand on your knowledge of them because the mistake I consistently see foodpreneurs make is the tendency to choose people like them. So get to know your market beyond those that are just like you and build your brand for them, not you. Your job is to simply move your target consumers away from pain toward pleasure or from time poor to time rich. I will go into more detail in an episode on marketing, but for today, I want you to walk away knowing you need to go deep with understanding your target market and build a brand that speaks to them. Okay, to point number four. You know how I said Amy is scared to approach new retailers because she isn't sure of her pricing and I hit you straight up with margin management. Well, right. Now let me give you something that is going to be slightly easier to implement than my margin management traffic-like formula. This is to know a simple number in your business every week. It's your revenue, also known as your top line. Remember, I'm aiming this episode to you foodpreneurs with a monthly revenue of less than 10000 And what I know about you is your revenue is inconsistent and your sales activity is patchy. Am I right? So when your sales activity is patchy, your revenue is normally patchy too. And what I know about sales is There's a hole in everyone's sales bucket, no matter who you are. Even Miyoko from Miyoko's Creamery or Ali from Lukaku have leaky sales buckets. So you've got to be topping up your bucket faster than what leaks out of it. That's what I want you to set your revenue target. That's why I want you to set your revenue target. Do everything you can to meet and consistently measure it whether you meet it or not, every week or every month. We do this with our Foodpreneurs Formula members. Every month we send them the orange sheet, which is a proprietary worksheet I developed to help them do precisely what I'm telling you to do here. Set your revenue goal and measure if you made it. You've heard of that saying, where focus goes, money flows. Well, hello, that's what I'm saying. See, this business of getting stopped 
sold and putting more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell is beginning to look a little easier, is it not? But wait, there's one last point you've got to grasp. It's a perfect way to wrap up the five reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money. And this is one I especially love, sales and selling. According to the data that I've collected since the inception of females in food five and a half years ago, it shows me most foodpreneurs don't make enough money to pay themselves a great wage simply because they don't sell enough. I know you probably didn't start to develop your food and drink product because you love selling, did you? I understand that, but that's the sticking point that virtually all foodpreneurs that come to me have. They do not have a sales plan or a plan to sell. And when we don't have a plan, it generally generally doesn't happen, right? So I can't stress to you enough, start today by making a sales call. Now, I know there's many steps to sales and selling. And whilst I'm not going into those on this episode, I certainly will in the future. I love sales and selling and have had an enormous success selling food and drink products, mine and others. But just to leave you with a simple way to think about sales that happens to be 100% true, your job is to provide solutions to your buyer's problems. It really is that simple. Yeah, right, Chelsea, I hear you saying. It's not simple. That's okay. Don't worry. I'll talk about that a lot more on future episodes. But for today, I will put some links in the show notes to some of my best sales frameworks for you, including how to sell when your product is the most expensive and my free masterclass, Three Steps to Double Your Revenue in the Next 12 Months. You can go to femalesinfood.com to grab that link or find it in today's show notes. Once you register for that free on-demand masterclass, we send you my workbook where I give you the three frameworks I use to scale packaged food and drink businesses. Okay, foodpreneurs, that's five reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money. So remember Amy, my sauerkraut maker, who has a lot of fear on board about approaching retailers because she doesn't know if her pricing is right and how procrastination is keeping her from putting more money in her pocket? Well, that may be you too. So let's recap the five mistakes foodpreneurs make so you can avoid them by taking the opposing action and begin to grow your packaged product so it's profitable. Mistakes Mistake foodpreneurs make, number one, there isn't a margin management system in place for every product they sell. Number two, they haven't priced backwards from the start to include the costs of using intermediaries such as distributors, wholesalers or retailers. Number three, They didn't find a market beyond those just like them before they launched. So there's not a deep understanding of a target market beyond a small pond of people. Number four, they don't have a revenue target to measure their progress against every week and every month. And lastly, mistake number five, they're not making enough sales calls to sell products to make money.
Okay, that's your scale strategy for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and you're ready to implement what you learned so that you land more accounts, get your product into more consumers' hands and put more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more women in food and drink live life on their terms by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to the Foodpreneur podcast on your platform of choice. The more you provide feedback and share the word about Foodpreneur, the more I know what you find helpful, the momentum builds, and it becomes easier for me to help even more Foodpreneurs scale. So thank you for taking a moment to do that. I truly appreciate it. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford.